here's why I'm right, here's why you're wrong, and here's why the right. people who follow me should be on my side of this right. argument. And so this is kind of going against that. Hello and welcome to the Biblically Centered Podcast. Hello. This is episode 14. Yes. Uh, my name is Johnny Jordan. This is my wife, Danica Jordan. Howdy. Uh, howdy, howdy. And we are happy to be here uh, back on track, on schedule with our regularly scheduled programming. Our past <laughs> two episodes were um, kind of special. We did a Christmas episode yep. and then a kind of New Year's themed episode. We did. Um, but before we get into what we're talking about today, Danica, can you hit us with our mission statement? Yes. Biblically Centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your faith. Christian faith. Christian faith. You were trying to do that on memory? I was. Nice. You almost got it. I did. Just try a little bit harder next time. <laughs> Left out the most important part. <laughs> oh. I mean, we would probably assume that most people listening to this are... You, biblically Centered. Biblically yeah, Centered. Probably. Christian faith. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't hurt to just to make it clear. Yes. Crystal. Uh, but again, yeah, I hope everyone had a good New Year's. Um, we're into 2024. I think we're starting out um, strong. We are, yes. Um, so today we're discussing our next virtue, which is virtue K. In the alphabet. In the alphabet. <laughs> so it comes after J. Ooh. Uh, right. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. So you guys knew what was coming for those of you who listened to the J episode. Next time, we don't know. It'll be L, I bet. <laughs> uh, but we're happy to be here. It's a beautiful, for us, we're filming this in the morning. We had a snow day yesterday. We did. First day back to homeschool and it was a snow day. It was a snow day. Sorry, kiddos. Yeah. Uh, which was surprising. I normally yeah. check the weather or kind of look at it, kind of know what's what's coming. But yeah, this time I didn't. Really, literally woke up in the morning, looked out yeah. the window, it was just like, whoa. And then checked the weather and it was going to snow until like four or five. So it snowed a good portion of the day. It did. The kids were able to make a snowman, a mm-hmm. bucket snowman. Bucket snowman. It wasn't as epic as our snowman last time it snowed right. because this, yeah. This snow, the snow was, it was very wet because it, it was only like 32 degrees. Right. So it wasn't super cold enough for the snow to, but yes, yeah, so the snow day ended up being fun. I didn't just didn't really go out. I shoveled the sidewalk and yeah. but, so it wasn't super fun, but the kids had fun. I think it's just pretty to look at. Yeah. Nice and cozy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to you wanna go ahead and tell us what Virtue K is? I would love to. Sweet. Thank you. Okay. Virtue K says, we kindly respond with gentleness and encourage others. And so this kind of next grouping of virtues we're talking about all kind of emphasize different fruits of the spirit. So it is kind of more centered around our attitudes or behavior that stems from the heart. Um, kind of that verse that says out of the mouth, the heart speaks. That's right. kind of where these next few are coming from. Yeah. So, um, all right. Should I also, I'll let you do the first definition. How about? Okay. Um, so defining a couple words because here at Biblically Center, we love. We love. Definitions. Definitions. <laughs> we love. All right. So the. <laughs> The first one that we're defining today is gentleness, which the definition is genteel behavior, softness of namers. Ooh. 
manners. How did that get <laughs> twisted? Wow. I just saw that. I was like, I'm about, to have to ask you, I'm, about to, <laughs> I'm about to have to ask you to define namers because I don't know what that word means. How did that like, even pass auto check? on? Apparently namer is something. Wow. Okay. Well, sorry, guys. Oh, that was a fighter aircraft developed in the Israeli <laughs> aerospace manufacturing. Oh, perfect. So softness 1980s. of... Softness of fighter aircrafts. <laughs> Literally, I got to that word and I was like, I'm just going to say it because maybe she knows that's something I don't... Now we all learned a new word. We did. Okay. Softness of manners. Yes. Mildness of temper, sweetness of disposition, tenderness, mild treatment, and dignity of birth. Yes. Our next word I'll define is encouragement. Since we are to encourage others, it says to urge forward and persuade, provide support, confidence, or hope, which we have talked about hope before. So um, if you want any more info about hope, you can go back to that virtue mm -hmm. on hope. So. Um, so we have a quote by Martin Luther which I'll go ahead and read. And it says, God has promised great mercy to those who seek peace and endure guile. War does not gain much, but loses much and risks everything. Gentleness, however, loses nothing, risks little, and gains everything. I love that. You don't lose anything if you use used gentleness. Um, however, in being gentle, you could gain everything. So... Um, Jonathan Edwards, a quote by him, it says, a virtue which I need in a higher degree to give a beauty and luster to my behavior is gentleness. If I had more of an air of gentleness, I should be much mended. And so just talking about when we are gentle, it does mend um, something in us. Mm -hmm. And it gives beauty, he says, to my behavior, which again, we're talking about attitudes and behaviors from the heart. So when we are gentle, we are um, showing the beauty of God within us um, in our attitude. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it, it speaks to varying degrees, gentleness, because when you think of like someone who's abrasive versus someone who's gentle, and not to say that there's not op, uh, situations that abrasiveness is a, applicable or um, I don't know, but you know, there is just a, a certain strength in a person who's able to handle high stress situations um, or situations that are demanding a lot, but still be able to process through those situations with gentleness instead of kind of wearing their stress on their sleeves yeah. or their um, their emotion on their sleeve. Like there is a certain sense of control, self-control um, that I think that displays. What were you going to say? No, I like that. Um, I was I was going to say, if you think back to people who have impacted you, you know, did they come off very harsh or were they very gentle in how they said things or communicated? Um, you're probably more than likely going to choose someone who was maybe a little more gentle, mm -hmm. even if it was something um, strong they had to say. Obviously, the right. tone that it is set in can carry a lot of weight. Right, yeah, and this and this virtue isn't negating the fact that they're like we still need to be speaking the truth, right, in love, um, and it's not to say that you like there's not going to be plenty of situations to be stern, but like gentleness can still be present, yeah, 
throughout those kind of situations. Yes. It makes me think of, and people aren't going to like that this is my opinion because I don't really love Pride and Prejudice at movies like that. Um, oh, gosh. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I just I don't have off. an opinion because I've never read it never seen it. So <laughs> I just know I look at it and I'm like, nah, it's boring. Half of our listeners are like, eh, bye. Like, you're a homeschool mom and you don't like Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not my era or which part do you not like the pride or prejudice <laughs> huh what about you homeschool christian moms what are you <laughs> what is it the pride you like or is it the prejudice you like but to me like that era i feel like that era of writing and those movies that to me seems to carry more gentleness in just that era than maybe we are used to seeing now mm-hmm. Um, because there was like decorum and things you had to follow or do to be, I don't know, to, to be not high society because that's not where, but like. It was like a sense of um, like. But like dignity, like that's just how you talk. Formality. And treated, yes, a formality. And um, so I don't know. I, and I know we've talked about this before with these virtues because they do, some of them do seem pretty old and mm. archaic and new words so if you do think of gentleness i i don't know if we think of it maybe this way of like kind of 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 what we've said like you're giving dignity to people when you treat them with gentleness Mm -hmm. um and i think we've kind of lost being gentle yeah i mean especially with our little short 30 second 15 second you know little sound bites we get online of, of people like everything is very direct there's a lot of calling others out on social platforms and you know we're just we're kind of in that as a society right um at least in our part of the world of um there's not a whole lot of respect for others it's just a lot of um, well that's what's popular and is shared are those short little here's why i'm right here's why you're wrong and here's why the people who follow me should be on my side of this argument and so this is kind of going against that um all right james three seventeen says but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere um and again just going to that like how we give information is really important so if we are giving information to people and it is sincere um and we've sought god's wisdom from above then when we do share that with people it will be pure and peaceable and gentle um and i think that's what i think that's what we need i think people are looking for people who can speak the truth in love mm-hmm. um because that's how people are actually going to be reached not just pointing fingers and screaming right so when gentleness dignifies people kind of that hasty aggressiveness is I think is what we were addressing before um, kind of that attempt to try to show your superiority in a situation yeah. um, through aggressiveness but um, gentleness continues to show people that they matter yeah um, and I just think that's an important attribute in any situation to still do our part to maintain dignity with yeah. the situation at hand um, on any level from you know an accountability conversation to if you're an employer and you're having to let someone go from your business, like there's a way to do all these things or have a, a um, corrective conversation with your children. 
there's mm-hmm. ways to handle all those situations with dignity um, and gentleness for them. But um, oftentimes whenever you're just in the moment and you're letting your emotions lead in the moment, th- that's, you know, at least for me personally, that's where I feel like I fall short. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Is it good? It is good. <laughs> Sorry. I, we were talking yesterday and I'm like, I, I know because we've written these virtues and I know them, but like reminding myself every single day of, of them is really important um, to kind of. Well, I mean, they're all rooted in scripture. So there's a level of conviction that comes with these, you know, right. and that's why just the importance of us doing them regularly. So we're constantly reminded yeah, um, of kind of the code of conduct that we've. Yeah. Well, and I would say like we have young kids, so me reminding myself of this one is really good, but I'm sure parents of teenagers could also really benefit from reminding themselves of that too. And just kind of deflating those escalating moments, um, would be helpful because we want to show our children, um, yeah, the love of Christ when we're dealing with their attitudes and their behavior. I know we've talked about that on yeah. a different, um, a different letter, but all right. So gentleness, I think we've kind of already touched on this. It surprises people, um, because our culture is naturally loud and aggressive, or at least right now it is. Um, and so I think when you are able to respond with gentleness, it will catch them off guard of like, this is how you approach people or these or me or this situation. Um, and that's like you were just saying, we, we are the light of the world, but we're giving people dignity. We are all God's creation. So we are all on the same level playing field. It's not us above someone else, even though we have Christ in us, that doesn't give us room or opportunity to look down on anyone else it just makes us realize like we are just as lost um and fallen as those around us and so it can um it it can allow us to show them the same hope that we've found um i know lately johnny and i we've just been having conversations about kind of like contempt how that's like kind of naturally i don't know that's just something natural that um i guess we've found ourselves we want to grow in er, in that area yeah, of contempt. not being contempt um, towards other people or situations right. or things like that. And so I think that just reminding ourselves that we are all lost and in need of mm-hmm. a savior and, you know, like things could happen today, tomorrow that would not be a good choice. You know, like there are things that continually separate us from God. So I think we just need to. Well, and I'm learning a lot this year. I mean, cause you're making good points. Um, so I'm doing something this year, which I've never done before, which is um, I've actually never read the Bible in its entirety in a year. Yeah. Um, so I'm setting out to do that today. I'm using the Bible recap, which I know a lot of people use. It's like the number two podcast because there's podcasts associated with it right now. Of course, it's January. So I'm assuming that's probably when they see their numbers super spike because obviously <laughs> a lot of people are starting it in January. Right. Um, but it's been really, really good. And just even in the, just the few short days... Um, like there's this, you know, this concept in it of like having an open hand with a lot of these concepts and I'm getting back to contempt with this, but, um, like, cause there's a lot of things in the Bible that we don't know. We can draw conclusions based on 
history, what research people have, have done before us, but there's a lot of it that we don't actually know. Like, and you know, when you think about Genesis, I forget exactly what she says, but it's like, you know, 1200 years or something, you know, contained within this, like every chapter in the first 10, it's like 260 years in one chapter. Yeah. And so, you know, she's like, that'd be like you trying to write one chapter that contains all of America's history. Like, obviously there's going to be so much that you just can't include. Right. Um, and so, but the point of scripture is not for us to know everything. It's to know God. Right. But that concept of kind of having an open hand, um, when you talk about contempt, it's cause like my personality and for those who know the Enneagram, I'm a four. And so I kind of have this natural bent of feeling like I think different and act different and, you know, and so that in and of itself can make you feel a little like different or better than people because maybe you think different than the status quo or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like for me, like a situation is like, a. And I know this could could be a controversial to- topic. It's I don't really think it is, but like drinking alcohol, for instance, um, because I don't. But you know, and I kind of have this. Uh, I've always kind of had this mindset, and not to say like I've never had a, a drink, but you know, in terms of like the the people who you know come home every day from work and have a glass of wine or you know drink casually, go to you know happy hour, that kind of stuff. Like I always just had this bin of like that's not. And you can help me land the plane if I need to, <laughs> but like because. I know that there's so much danger associated with alcohol. Like for me, it's like, Oh, I just don't even want to be in that lifestyle. Right. Um, and I know my personality and the potential addictiveness that can come from that, that I don't even want to deal with. Um, but because I've made that decision for myself, I can kind of have contempt towards people who maybe aren't living that way. Right. I can allow myself to feel better than someone else. Right. You know what I mean? Because I have the self control. Um, and even though that, you know, it's all rooted in me being prideful in myself. Yeah. And so for me, that's one of the things I'm trying to let go of in a sense. Right. And I think there's a lot of areas of that. Like, you know, even if you're a parent and you feel like, well, we have it dialed in with our parenting. Like we know the things we do for our kids, like everything's a check mark. We got, you know, they got the right vitamins. They got the right nutrition. They got the right activities, the right, you know, whatever. And then if you see a parent doing it differently, we don't want our approach to be with contempt, you know, of right. like feeling we're going into that relationship like we're already better than them. Right. We want to lead from a place of of love in our relationships and that be it. Yeah. Like we, it doesn't, every single household is going to parent their children slightly differently. Correct. And we just want to make sure that we're engaging in our relationships from a place of love, not a place of trying to get people on our level. Yeah. Well, because everyone, I mean, everyone has different convictions, you know, and I think we've talked about that too. Like there are different tiers. There's like the primary tier of like, we are Christians. We all believe these things and that like to have a biblical worldview, I think it's like eight or 12. Anyways, it's very specific, like eight things. And, um, I think it's only 6% of the population actually only believes those. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, but then there's secondary, tertiary, and then, yeah, things like that would probably just be like right, whatever tier. And it's like that that doesn't make us better. That's just where we are convicted in our life at this moment. Right. Not to say that those won't change or adjust. And obviously the whole point of being a Christian is to be sanctified. And so I think... 
like you said, your personality is bent that way. So making those rules in your life is helping you. Mm -hmm. And so other people have different bents or things towards other things. And so their convictions and rules and the way they um, live their life is going to look a little differently. So we're always just trying to come back to what are, what are those primary things and we're pursuing God through those, not necessarily through our individual specific mm-hmm. convictions. Right. And that's just the important, again, of that open hand mindset on some of those issues. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think like even from a young age, like I was raised in a sp- very specific denomination when I got older and I started dating this girl. <laughs> She invited me to her church, which was a different denomination. (laughs) And, you know, and through that process, there were things that I kind of had to unlearn and let go of um, kind of these quote unquote core beliefs that a denomination will have that you realize is more is not so much. It's not so much scripture as it is just kind of the bylaws of this denomination. Like they they, and it's not to say that they're not using scripture as a reference, but they kind of, you can draw these conclusions on how you're supposed to conduct yourself in this environment. Yeah. That's not necessarily scripture. Yeah. Um, so some of those situations, you know, but both, both denominations are churches that I believe have plenty of people in the congregation and leadership in the church that are all pursuing Christ. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, and I have to fight against this in my personality of just trying not to be like the thing I believe right now, the thing I'm in right now, my angle on this situation, this is the way. Right. Of course, like you said, like there are obviously the core beliefs in Christianity that are the way, right. but there's a lot of secondary things that you just kind of have to wrestle with yeah. and find what your convictions are and, and where you feel like God is leading you in the area of life you're in right now and then yeah. be led by that. But don't feel like you have to hold that standard to everyone Correct. because it's where God has you currently. Correct. Yeah. How do, how do you do that? Gently. Right. <laughs> Gentleness. That's the topic. Gentleness. <laughs> no, but I think that's good. I mean, that's an area that God's speaking to us in and it's been, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, challenging, but isn't that what it's supposed to be Yeah. sometimes? So, um, all right. So we've touched on gentleness surprises people. I think we've already said gentleness dignifies people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately gentleness, gentleness gives people a picture of Christ. And so, because we are the closest thing to Jesus himself on earth physically right now. Um, and so we are who people are seeing. Mm-hmm. And so how we treat people is what people will think we believe Jesus is like. Yeah, that's good. So how you're acting is essentially saying, I think Jesus would act this way in this situation. I mean, it's kind of. What would Jesus do? Cheesy nineties era, but I loved my WJD <laughs> bracelets. Was yours rainbow or what was yours? You said I had two. I had a black one. Have I said the story on here before? I don't know. Maybe I have, but I had a black one um, with the white lettering, and then I had this cool one that was like a kind of like a leather band with like the silver <sighs> beads on it that said yeah. WJG. And I remember when fourth grade, there was this girl I had a crush on. Oh, no. Who I won't say her name because I don't know who listens to this. And I don't want to get back there. But I remember she turned around in science class, Mr. Kemp's science class. I remember the situation and complimented my bracelet. Oh, wow. I felt like I was the stuff for the whole day. <laughs> All right. Oh, well. Um, so those were obviously of the 90s. I think there's a new company that's uh, uh, there's was like, how would Jesus love or 
I don't live, know. Maybe I don't know. Anyways, so kind of that idea, but uh, but obviously displayed, and most importantly displayed to our children, mm-hmm. because if we're teaching them about Christ and we're saying that we're trying to emulate Christ, then what we're doing should probably emulate Christ. Right. So. And this can be convicting because I know people will say, "Well, Jesus yes. got angry," but it's like, "Well, yeah, he he did." <laughs> there was a righteous anger to it, right? In that situation, but you know. I, I think rarely or if never have I ever actually had a reason to be righteously yeah. angry. I mean, maybe about certain like There's certain world, world events and world things like events, that that yes, can stir of up that righteous anger. But, but in terms not of you handling your children yes. or people. Um, <laughs> children especially. So and for me, I mean, this is convicting. And I, I, right. that's why I like this topic is because it's important for us to have these conversations because... Um, like I feel like the times that I get short with my kids or with you or with whoever, um, all that's revealing is not the error of their ways. It's revealing a lot of selfishness in myself because a lot of times when your kids are, uh, acting up, so to speak, it's most likely interrupting something you're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, or interrupting your schedule, your times table and, and, um, something that I saw recently that I'm trying and again, a lot of this is just, you know, it says we were to meditate on God's word. These virtues are based on God's word. So meditating on these, keeping them in front of you so that you can, you know, what am I going to do when those situations present themselves? Um, but I read something and it said, um, basically like be looking for ways that the things you're doing are for your family and your children, if it doesn't immediately need to be done, like it's not an emergency, then like it can, it can probably wait. So like with your attention or your time, you know, if your kids are wanting you to see something or spend time with you, that moment is probably going to be more important than getting the laundry folded that hour. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, I, I think in those moments we're like, no, but this is my time to get this done. But we've, we could probably find time mm-hmm. for that at, at a different opportunity. Yeah. Or maybe you just live out of a laundry basket for a while. I don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Like your kids aren't going to remember that. They're going to remember those moments that you had with them. So that's yeah. kind of been another convicting part for me. It's true. And it's been a different mindset for me uh, leaving the work environment I was in before. Um, being home more just because, you know, in the job I had, like there was a lot of things that happened that had to happen within certain time frames for them to be yeah. accomplished. So there was a lot of those conversations like, well, it has to wait or um, not now, or let me finish this first. And then yeah. those kind of conversations. So now transitioning to the home where you're still trying to get tasks and jobs done, but it's very much like not trying to come off like don't interrupt. You know what I mean? Like right. it's just a different, it's a different mindset for me. It's a different, would you like it done now? Great. Does it need to be done now? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, any, yeah. Here I'll lead in, we'll transition to encouragement for just a little bit and then we'll probably have to wrap it up. But here's a quote from William R. Arthur Ward. It says, flatter me and I may not believe you. Criticize me and I may not like you. Ignore me and I may not forgive you. Encourage me and I will not forget you. Um, so yeah, just 
gentleness. We're going to be gentle with people and then we're going to encourage them. Obviously, we're going to encourage them in God's ways. So this isn't just like, yeah, you live your life. I'll encourage you living your life. Mm-hmm. No, it's like I'm going to encourage you in the things that I think and believe that God is calling you to. Um, And so I think sometimes that could also be hard encouragement. So I'm going to encourage you to develop a better attitude. I'm going to encourage you to develop better habits. Um, But there's a way, again, to do that gently than to just like, I'm going to shove you into this kind of a thing. So how we encourage people. Thank you for not kicking me out of the bed yet (laughs) with alarms and stuff. (laughs) Your alarm went off and I woke straight up today. Yeah, I set the wrong alarm. Oh, That's no. Because I hate that. Or whatever. <laughs> the one where it sounds like a... It I, sounds like a foghorn. Like you're on a boat and you're like a captain and this is like go time yes, in the middle of I the sea. Yes, and I hate waking up to that. Yeah. So I set the wrong... I, I don't know. I just need to delete that one. <laughs> so your attitude but, was a little... But then, so I turned that one off and right? turned a different one on. Okay. But the one that I turned on was one that's just a vibrate only oh, alarm. No. So that didn't work either. So... <laughs> Anyways, it's okay. I will encourage you tomorrow. Thank you. Well, tomorrow I have to. Yes. Um, all right. So as Christians, we should extend better encouragement than the world because of the hope we have through Jesus Christ. Also to encourage people, we must recognize discouragement in them. And that does take observation. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few times during our break that um, I noticed that our daughter was very discouraged by certain situations. And so it took me recognizing that in the spur of the minute moment that I was either, I think one time I was cooking, another time I was something else, and I could just see she was obviously very discouraged. Um, and by allowing myself to actually observe, I was able to then encourage her. But that does take, again, a lot of these things are to, we have to be intentional with them and notice these things, which I believe is what, when you read the gospels, that's what Jesus was constantly on alert. He was slow in the way that he responded most of the time and just observation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, multiple, multiple stories, but you know, the like, Nicodemus in a tree. He had to be like intentionally noticing that. Obviously, he was the son of God, so he did have probably more like I I know where people are, mm-hmm. maybe. But um but to be intentional as he was moving about his day to call out those people. You know, the woman who touched his robe, he even though he was surrounded and probably like mosh pitted by people he was able to to notice that and um anyways i i don't know i'm just i feel like this is a big one that i'm trying to work in myself so it's been fun to talk about but also i'm like oh man i really need to Mm -hmm. work yeah yeah so was that zacchaeus or nicodemus who are you talking about i think nicodemus what, was a wee little man and a wee little Zacchaeus. man. Was, oh, Zacchaeus. Oh, my gosh. Zacchaeus was a wee. Sorry, guys. Let's make sure. That was just <laughs> some other story. All these Bible names. <laughs> I've been going through. What did I? Uh, numbers has a lot of names in it. 
um, currently listening through numbers. Previously Exodus, previously Genesis. A lot yeah, of names. Going in order. A lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Did you try to do Leviticus? Like lineage. Um, yes. Yeah. And listening to that, yeah, I had to, I'd already, I knew last year I'd already read those chapters. And so this year, audibly listening to it, I had to just pass by those chapters because it was making me sick. And you were saying the ones about like <laughs> leprosy and stuff? Yes, yeah. like skin disease. Like physically, I was like, I can't. This isn't made for a pregnant woman. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um, so I don't know. Is there anything else? Any other? Maybe let's end on a verse and not talking about leprous diseases, shall we? Do it. All right. So we'll end with First Thessalonians five eleven. It says, "Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing." Um, and so if you're not then maybe you start doing. And if you are, continue. Yeah. yeah. Encourage one another, build one another up. I think it's a new year. So I think there's a lot of hopefulness and we can do it. And um, so just take that and let it be a habit of your heart. Yeah. And um, there's a good quote by Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A that, um, says, how do you know if someone needs encouragement? And his answer is if they're breathing. So the truth is, is every single relationship and person that you know in your life needs some encouragement. Yeah. So, um, so if you don't feel like you're seeing it, maybe ask or, um, or just find ways that you can encourage people. But, um, yeah, everyone who's breathing is going through something, varying levels of severity. You know, some people, more intense than others, but there's still everyone in your life that could use a word of encouragement. So don't be shy on, on doling it out. Yeah. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Good old truth. Oh, I wanted to tell this story earlier, but okay. we, we ended up moving on. This is about Danica. Oh no. This is more on the topic of gentleness. <laughs> um, you know, because gentleness is a fruit of the spirit and not to say that we get it right all the time, but like, um, so, you know, Danica's given birth to three kids <laughs> Three, yes. So far, got another one cooking. Three kids so far. And, you know, surprisingly to me, knowing (laughs) nothing about birth or childbearing, that um, she wanted to attempt to do, when we had our first baby, to do it natural. That was the plan. All the way. All the way. So no drugs, no induction, all that kind of stuff. Um, So, and again, this isn't us... Right. Sitting on a high horse or anything. No. It's just that was something Danica decided she wanted to do. So we did a Bradley method class and learned all of the who's and ha's and about how to <laughs> prepare for that. And uh, and then she's managed, you know, truthfully, by the grace of God, to have three pregnancies and births up to this point that she was able to do naturally. Some of them were easier than others. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll never, you know, forget the last one. McKinley, who, you know, she was having in the middle of COVID. So there was a lot of um, precautions that had to be done. You had to have your mask on a lot, not not necessarily while you're pushing, but a lot of the time, you know, everyone's in masks. You only had a limited number of people in the room. Like it's, you know, a little bit more calculated than maybe what it was with our previous two. Um, and, but still, you know, doing it natural. And just, I remember the compliment one of the nurses gave about you being like one of the kindest <laughs> patients that she's ever had through this, I mean, while you're giving birth, you're like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, just being super sweet with the, with the nurses and everything. And so to me, that speaks to gentleness. Um, like that, that's 
in you because I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine being kind in that situation. So, um, like, just even, you know, yeah, I can't even imagine. What women go through is pretty remarkable. Yeah. His was more, anyways, yeah. I've I've enjoyed giving birth even though yes it is painful but the nurse I mean they're they're truly all there to help you and so like I you know yeah. I don't know so. there's no point in picking a fight no the only time our nurses get it wrong is at checkout oh my gosh they're like all right we're gonna get a couple papers together and one then we'll get you out of here I'm like okay cool sounds great we'll start getting our stuff together and then they don't show back up for like three hours and you're just sitting there just like <laughs> There's a lot they have to do, but yeah, (laughs) last time, yeah, last time it took us a while, a while. It was probably seven hours to check out anyways. All right. But I guess we'll see how the fourth goes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Yes. I'm praying that it goes like the others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you. I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. It was kind of like. I don't know. I feel like I just wanted to think about everything we were saying. So mm-hmm. I feel like we were taking our time more. Yeah. So, yeah. So I hope it encouraged you. I hope that you are encouraged to be gentle. I hope you um, are able to encourage other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> like Danica said, we, we enjoy this episode. We enjoy doing this. Um, it is important just to say that... Um, you know, liking, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff is very helpful for us. Um, so if you do enjoy listening to this, please send it on to a friend, um, like write a review, all that good stuff really, really helps. So we appreciate your time and we will see you this time next week. Awesome. Bye guys. What? It's not what you say. Oh, bye. (laughs) 